0: Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Okay. Welcome back to the Nothing Serious Potty. Potty? Podcast. (coughs) (coughs) So don't mind my coughing. And that's that. (coughs) <coughs> okay anyway so welcome back to the nothing Series podcast my name is Maisie and um we're back we're rolling we're going we're here so today I have two things I want to talk about which doesn't sound like that much but I definitely have a lot to say about both of them so let me give you a little overview of this episode Okay, so today I want to talk about two things. Um the first thing will be about um something that happened to me this month, last month since it's June now. Um about this friend, quote unquote friend that I made, and I want to tell you all about this person. Um not in like a um what's the word? In like a talking trash about them way. Um, but kind of like my experience and what I, I don't want to say what I went through cause it wasn't like traumatic, but it definitely made me feel a certain way. And I want to talk about my feelings and you know, the feels. So yeah, so that's gonna be the first half. Second half. Um, I want to talk about the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard case and kind of just what I know about it. Um, so yeah, let's jump right into it. Woohoo! Okay, so just to just to get start us off, I want to talk about something that happened to me this past month. As I said before, this last month. So, I was at um, a pet store with Goose because I take Goose out, um, and. We, yeah, so I took Goose to this pet store and um, I was hanging out and I was talking to the people that work there because you know they know us. Um, and this lady came up, and <clears throat> I don't say lady, that sounds like she's old. This woman. Came up to me and Goose, and she, you know, was like, Oh my gosh, she's so cute, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Yeah, thank you. And then um, she was petting him. And then we ended up talking for maybe half an hour to four, I don't want to say 45 minutes, but like half an hour, give or take. Um, And we were just talking about life. And I was talking about church and where I work and kind of just like, you know, all that type of stuff. And mental health because I work in a mental in the mental health field um and we yeah we were just kind of like I don't know we were just being nice humans you know that's what you do you make friends and you talk to people anyway so it was like really sweet and she was super nice and um you know at the end of the conversation she was like you know I was like oh my gosh it was so nice to meet you and she was like yeah you too and then she's like are you a hugger and I was like oh my gosh she, yes so we hugged, and she's like, "Can I grab your number for me? Like, can we exchange numbers?" And I was like, "Yeah, totally." So we exchanged numbers, and um, you know, we exchanged, yeah, we exchanged numbers, and then um, you know, I went on with my day. So eventually, we start texting, and we're like, "Oh, we should get together for coffee and like hang out more." And I was like, "Yeah," and um, I was like, "Oh, you should totally come to my church. It's really great. No pressure. If not, like, not a big deal." Um, otherwise let's definitely get coffee. And she was like, Oh yeah. Um, you know, maybe I'm going to into too much detail cause it's going to take a while, but I'm going to just go with the flow. Um, <clears throat> I think it was around Easter. So it was April when I had first met her. Um, and I was like, Oh yeah, you should totally come to my church's Easter service. Um, like I, you love all my friends. We have like a young, a young adults group there. And I think I like, you would totally love my friends. And she was like, Oh yeah, I wish, but I'm going to the other's church with her friend you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Basically we were planning on hanging out, getting together for coffee, and um <coughs> I'm sorry. Um yeah, but it we kept planning to do stuff, but um it never ended up happening because it either just wouldn't work out with the timing or we were both sick. I was, I got really, I got sick a lot in the month of April, um, and a little bit in May. Actually, maybe more, like, end of April to, like, mid-A, mid-May. So, um, yeah, so I, I was sick quite a few times, which isn't normal for me, honestly. I don't really get sick, but I was sick, like, four, four or five times, which was crazy. Um, anyway that that's beside the point um so you know it never ended up working out and then a few weeks ago, um we finally had a a day set and a and a time set and um, I show up to the coffee shop, it's like a Saturday morning, and I bring goose because you know she had met goose and she loved him, and I bring goose with me to the coffee shop all the time so I brought him and we were hanging out and I was letting her know, like I got a a table and, um, I was like, yeah, I'm sitting like, you know, across from, you know, the counter, whatever, such and such. Um, and then a few minutes later she texted me. She's like, oh my gosh, I slept in. I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, just kind of let me know, um, that she wasn't going to make it because she had accidentally slept in and she had, um, I don't, she wasn't able to make it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's totally fine." So, and it wasn't a big deal to me at all. I I didn't mind at all, um, because I had Goose, and I go to the coffee shop a lot anyway. So I actually ended up watching some YouTube, and because I didn't have like my notebook or anything, because I usually journal or read something. But it ended up really being a nice time to just be at the coffee shop, and I actually ran into some people I know, and you know, they got to meet Goose. So it was sweet. It was a good time. Um, anyway, so. Um, she ended up calling me like a week later. Actually, this was almost, this was almost exactly three weeks ago. Um, because I, it was on a Monday and I had gotten, um, like seven of my cavities, seven of 12 cavities filled. And I know that sounds horrible. It sounds like I don't brush my teeth at all. I promise I do. I don't know if I'm prone to cavities or what. That's beside the point. I got cavities filled that day, and my mouth was super numb, so I was home chilling. And she called me, and I actually didn't want to answer because I'm not a huge uh, phone call person. Like, it depends on the person. Um, like usually, if I want to ask someone something, I'll call them, but not for like a long conversation, just to like ask them something or let them know something or you know whatever. Um, so I'm not like a huge talk on the phone for hours type of person because. It feels like I could be doing something better, which sounds horrible, (laughs) but it's true. And I'm sorry. Um, I like FaceTiming. It really just depends on the person and like the day and the situation. But anyway, um, so I really didn't want to answer, but I felt bad because we had hadn't been able to hang out or get coffee. And um, she was a huge talker. So I did have a feeling it was going to be a long phone conversation and my mouth was like super numb. And it was already really uncomfortable to talk because I was like slurring all my words and I just didn't feel good. Um, but I did answer because I was like, and in, I don't know, in hindsight, I'm like, I really it doesn't matter if I answer or not. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have answered. But I got some clarity in this conversation we had. So I ended up answering um, just because I... I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, So, yeah, because I, I tend to be the type of person that's like, oh, we should totally hang out, and then I never contact the person that I'm saying that to, because I really, I hang out with a, a select group of people, not like group, I, I don't know, there's just certain people that I hang out with more, because it's less, like, energy consuming, Um, and then there's people you just have to mentally prepare to hang out with them, because and that's not a bad thing. It's just how it is sometimes. Some people are like that. Um, and I'm sure that some people have to <laughs> to prepare, mentally prepare to hang out with me. You know, I'm sure I can be an energy sucker for a different type of people. Anyway, totally off subject. So I answered the phone and she was like, oh my gosh, how are you doing? I'm so sorry. I missed the coffee. I don't oh my gosh, it's totally fine. Don't even worry about it. Not a big deal at all. And then I was like, yeah, I got my cavities filled so my mouth's kinda numb blah 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 and (coughs) excuse me um yeah we were just talking for like twenty minutes and she was asking about how I'm doing, how's work, how's my family and she seemed like really good at asking questions, which is a kind of a funny thing to say because I don't know, whenever I like meet someone or I'm just getting to know someone or honestly people I already know, I never know what to say, which sounds weird because I'm like, what do you ask someone? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not like bad at conversating, but there's just questions that are like, I, like when she was asking me questions, I was like, dang, that's a good question. Like, how are how do you think about, I didn't ask her this, but I was like, how does she think about like those questions? Like that, those are great questions. Like, especially when you're first meeting somebody. Anyway, it's kind of besides the point, but I'm sure it'll circle back around to that. Um, wait, this is going way longer than I thought I was gonna go. That's okay. Um, I'm gonna try to just get wrap this one up. Um, so, (laughs) so we talked for 20 minutes ish. And I'm talking about my family and my life and all this stuff. And I'm trying to like reciprocate and ask her questions too. But I feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking about myself more and she's asking me more questions. Um, but I need water. My, I'm literally parched. One sec. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry if you had to hear me swallow. That's nasty. <coughs> okay. Um. So. Then. <laughs> so then she was like, "Yeah, I know. I I know you were talking about how badly you want to be a stay-at-home mom, and that's what you see your future as, and you're like, that's your like biggest desire, and." Um, she's like, I really just, you know, see God moving in your life and all this stuff. And I was like, Oh, that's really sweet. And then she hits me with the uh, I know these great people. And, you know, they've helped me. And, you know, I want to be financially, what does she say, I want financial freedom. And, you know, of course, all of the the gears are turning in my head, all the red flags are flying in the wind, like like a storm, just flying in the wind, <laughs> and all of these alarms are going off in my head. <laughs> this sounds dramatic, but it's true, and it's like I don't know, whatever. Um, so so I am, I immediately am like, oh my gosh. Like I'm in pure shock. Like this is actually happening to me and I'm not like smiling because it's funny. I mean, it's very ironic. It's very ironic. Um, It was kind of funny, Um, but I was just in complete shock. Like this cannot be happening to me right now. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll get it. I'll explain it. So she starts talking about e-commerce. Of course, that is the absolute key word to run is e-commerce. Um, financial freedom. I know these great people, my mentors. Um, She talked about how she was like, yeah, I was on the road to be a lawyer. And, you know, lawyers, they work like 80 hours a week. And I still want to be like um, a mom and be present for my kids. And so I ended up leaving that. And, you know, I quit doing school for that. And now I'm working with this great guy and we're doing e-commerce stuff. I, I, I'm not saying verbatim what she said. This is just the gist of what she said. Basically what she said is, is this, um, so, you know, she's, she goes on for a few minutes talking about this stuff and she's like, you know, I think it'd be great for you because you know, that's your dream is like to be a stay at home mom and you, you want to be able to, um, I don't know. I can't remember what she said, but she was basically talking about how working from home, or making money from home while also being able to be a stay-at-home mom is, like, what, I don't know, is great about it or something like that. And this whole time, I am in, like, for real shock. And it's, I'm like, what? This is for real right now? It's happening to me. It's actually happening. Um. So, Um. yeah, and eventually, a few minutes later, after she explains all of her stuff, she's like, you know, is that something that you would be interested in? Um, Blah, blah, blah. She basically asked me if I wanted to join, be something I'd want to know more about or be interested in. Um, And then it was up to me to say something. And I was like, I mean, obviously that whole time I was thinking like, what am I going to say? Okay, I need to give grace. I need to be loving, but I also need to stay firm in my boundaries because I have very very set boundaries for this type of situation. um. So good thing I'm an overthinker because I've thought about this situation before. So, you know, I was a little bit prepared, but, you know, when it actually happens, you're like, whoa, what do I do? You know, so basically what I said to her was, you know, after she was like, are you interested? Is this something you would want to do? I was like, you know, I am not interested in this type of business stuff. And I was being very vague because I didn't want to offend, but I, you know, you you know, I'll tell you the rest. Um, I, I said business stuff. Um, and then I was like, it's just not something I'm into. Um, but I'd love to be friends with you. I'd love to get coffee with you. Um, and then she, you know, I kind of I can't remember exactly what I said after that, but she was like, "Yeah, okay. What do you mean by business stuff?" And then I was like, "All right, here we go." So I was like, "Um, I said I'm not interested in the recruitment aspect, recruiting people. That's not what I do. I'm not into that. I don't. I don't do that, and I don't have any interest in that." And Um, I, I honestly don't remember all I said, but that is what I said. I said, I'm not interested in the the recruitment. Um, the recruitment type of business stuff is what I was referring to. And she, of course was like, Oh my gosh, no, that's totally not what this is. This is not some recruitment where you, you know, you just tell your friends and you recruit your friends. I'm totally not into that. And at this point I'm rolling my eyes, which, sounds rude, but I just, I can't, I can't, I literally cannot. Um, it's just like, I can't, it's just the, the very clear. Oh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about yet, sorry, I, I didn't really say what this is. She's in an MLM scheme, also known as a pyramid scheme, which they People will say they're not the same, which they're not the exact same because the structures are a little bit different because pyramid schemes are illegal and MLMs are not illegal, but it's the same thing. It's just a different name. So they don't get um, shut down. So um, and I'll like I'll give like a really short explanation of what they are. Um, A pyramid scheme is uh, I'm going to use the same explanation for both because it's the same structure um it is basically companies that if you if you envision a a pyramid and you think about the top that would be ceo slash creator of the company whoever the person that's at the very 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 top then they have people below them and they're making money off of whatever those people below them make and those people below the top person also recruits people so say he has a million i'm just going to give a kind of a small uh not a small number but like at least for mlms an average number i feel like this is a this is my opinion <laughs> um say a business owner has a million people below him or her and each of those million people have Mm, let's say 200, no, I'm going to say 500,000 people below each of those people. So millions of people. And it just goes down bigger and bigger. And the bigger the company, you know, the lower you are, if, if you get in now in the big MLMs or big pyramid schemes, the lower you are, the less and less and less money you're going to make. Like, I don't want to name names on on companies because – um. I don't want anyone to feel like I'm uh, targeting them with my words, but there are very big um, companies that you know started in the 70s, 80s, 60s, 50s that targeted single moms and young men that wanted to be successful um, and single moms that wanted to, to make money when they're working from home. Um, I feel like it was more the 80s and and it really um targeted like small towns. And you know, when one person starts in a small town and gets all these people recruited, you know, they you have the whole town and then those people at the very bottom, who are they going to recruit? No one because everyone in the town is already in it. Um and I've heard, you know, plenty of stories about this, first-hand um stories or second-hand stories. Um anyway, I don't want to get too much into it, but basically you are recruited below someone who's below someone who's below someone. And it goes on for, I mean, it could be millions of people. So you're like, I don't know, 50 millionth in line, 100 millionth in line. And you're making no money. And and they tell you that it's your company, it's your business, but you're buying product from them, you're giving them most of your money. You're making 1% on your earnings. You're buying all your product that you're selling because the way you get up in the companies is you sell product and and you buying the product counts as you selling the product. So they see it the same. If you spend $5,000 on product versus if you sell $5,000 of product, they see it the same. They don't care who the money is coming from as long as they get the $5,000. Um, so... Basically, you're out $5,000 because if you don't find people, you still want to move up because they say once you get to the certain ranks, um, I, I don't know which, you know, I'm sure each company has their different ranks, like their diamond rank or their gold rank. You know, I don't know. I'm just making that up. I feel like I heard that for one of the companies was like diamond rank. I don't really know. Um, so you can buy your way up, but you're never going to be up because you're below millions of people, thousands, hundreds of thousands. If you're a below thousands, you might actually get something like in the okay Lularoe. I'll say Lularoe because I don't know anyone that's um, involved in Lularoe, and it's pretty scandalous. <laughs> there's just, there's scandals with Lularoe. Basically, I'm so sorry I'm getting off um my story, but I just want you guys to know what it is. Um, but Lularoe is like a legging company, and they had so many different patterns, and they're really soft um very thin very thin leggings and i'm sure they had other products too but it was like mainly the leggings and in the beginning of lularoe if you got in in the beginning and you recruited i mean you were making so much money and that's what they count on is people thinking they're going to make money and if i'm honest you will make hella money if you get in in the beginning so i think it's in 2004 lularoe started maybe i'm thinking 2014 I think it might have been in the teens of 2000, but anyway, beginning of LuLaRoe, it is absolutely booming. The people that got in first, they are making thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, I don't know per, I don't know. Um, but they're, they're making bank because they got in first, they got thousands, hundreds, hundreds to thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of people below them recruited below them because when you recruit someone you're counting on them to recruit more people and then those people below them are recruiting more people and basically every single level you're making money on every single one of them every single person below you and every single person below them and every single person below the person below the person that you're below that is below you so um basically yeah so and Lularo, I mean, went down in in flames, and they were um they were deemed a pyramid scheme because there was illegal stuff happening. I mean, it's just you know what it is. It's a pyramid scheme. Um, and companies will be like, no, we're not, we're not that. Um, we just, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to get into much into it because I'm gonna go longer than I want to, but and I hope I explain that well. If I didn't, I'm sorry. I think you should do research on it um, because it's very fascinating and there's a great podcast I listen to. Um, let me try to find it. It's it's incredible. They did a lot of... It was mainly MLM stuff and then they actually changed their podcast to other things. Um, but, okay, it's called The Dream and I found it on um, Apple Podcasts and you got to have to start at the beginning because the beginning, their season one is all about MLMs and it is incredible. The amount of research they've done and uh, it's just incredible. So it's called The Dream. And if you go on Apple Podcasts, um, the cover is like a little crystal and it says The Dream on it. Um, highly recommend. So you're welcome. The Dream for um, the shout out. Now they do different stuff different um content and they haven't done it for a long time. So anyway, and her voice is so soothing. Anyway, so it's great. So hopefully you get a good gist of what a pyramid scheme is and what an MLM scheme is. Um so yeah, so she was in one of these. She didn't she didn't tell me the business okay oh, I'll actually get into that. So um and when you hear e- commerce you got to run. That is like the biggest red flag word you'll ever hear. Um so basically uh where was I in this story? Gosh, I've been going for so long. <coughs> so yeah, so she's like, "Oh no, we're not we're not about that. That's not what I'm into. That's not what this is." And I was like and then she explained to me how it's not an MLM. We didn't say the word MLM, but she knew what I she knew exactly what I was talking about when I said recruitment. Um And you could tell by the way she said things that she was specifically trained to say those things. Like the thing she said was very script scripty. Scripted. Not scripted, but scripty. Sounded like it was scripted um like she definitely had been trained or told to say those specific things um so anyway so um she i, I want to say it was like 5 whole minutes no that's probably an exaggeration it was a good few minutes of her telling me how it's not recruitment style business and they're absolutely not about that they are specifically against it um And so after she told me all of that, she goes, now that you know that, do you think it's something you'd be interested in? And I said, "Uh, no, um, I still am not interested in it. And I said, I. I would love to be friends with you and I would love to go get coffee with you and hang out and talk, um, but I don't. I don't want there to be expectations of business stuff, business opportunities. Um, I I I like friendships that do not have expectations of getting stuff from each other. Um, and I don't. I didn't say it that exact way because that might sound a little bit harsh. I said it. I definitely said that. I I like. I don't. I. What did I say? I said. I I like. I want friendships that don't have the expectation of you know, business stuff or exchanges or something like that. Um, and yeah, I was like, I I would love to be friends with you still either way. Um, but yeah, it's not something I'm interested in. And she was like, okay, well, um, you know, Oh, what did she say? I think before I had said that, she and I started recording at some point because I was like, this is ridiculous, and I wanna remember what she said. So there was a point um of the conversation when she was explaining how it's not an MLM, blah blah blah. And then she specifically said to me, verbatim. Actually, I'm not gonna say verbatim because I'm I'm still gonna guess what what she said, but I do have it on recording. So um the gist is of what she said is that if it's not something that I'm interested in then we would have no no reason to talk further. That I think that is basically exactly what she said. We would have no reason to talk further. And I my jaw literally dropped, you can see it in the video, um because what she had shown me in that moment was she want, wanted me She wanted to be friends with me so she could get something in return. So she could get business, um, I don't know, get me in her business or whatever. And it was made very clear to me that I was being used for financial, her financial gain. Um, and then after I told her I was still not interested and I still would, you know, be fine with being friends, whatever. And I don't have these type of expectations and I don't want there to be these expectations. And I want it to be very clear that, um, I want to be friends with her, but that's not the type of, uh, friendship, um, that I have that I would want to have and that there wouldn't be those type of expectations in, in our friendship. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, I totally respect that. I totally get that. Um, I totally agree. Like, I love that you are so straightforward and you didn't beat her on the bush and you didn't like, you know, tell me that you were and then back out or whatever. Um, And I'm sure I'm sure it's helpful for her because I know that there are a lot of people that um, don't know how to say no um, and will tell people that are in MLMs that they'll meet them up for lunch or coffee and talk to them about business or whatever because they don't want to say no because it sounds rude to say no. And I've had to learn that it's okay to say no to people Um, and it's healthy. It's boundaries and boundaries are healthy. And you can be caring and kind and still have boundaries. Um, so, and I know that, you know, like I said, people will say that they'll, they'll meet them and then they don't show up. There are no shows. And so I'm sure she really did appreciate that I didn't do that and that I was straightforward. Um, But she, yeah, she was like, you know, I'm really glad that you are so straightforward and you're real about it. And Um, I totally respect that, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, yeah, we totally should get coffee. I'd love to meet up for coffee still. And that, when she said that, um, it irked me because five minutes previous, she had told me that she didn't see a reason for us to communicate further if I wasn't interested in her business. Um, And so I didn't know why she had had said later that she did want to go out for coffee um and I don't know if it's because she still wanted to talk business to try to get me in or if she was just saying that to make me happy or just kind of leave on good terms or something like that whatever um or just not tell me like hey I don't see a reason for us to talk further like she did say that but I don't know if after I um, told her I wasn't interested for a second time if she would have told me, okay, then I don't see a reason for us to talk further. Now that you've told me for the second time that you're not interested. Now I don't ever want to talk to you again. You know what I mean? Um, so I think it was just a way of like being nice, um, or her trying to be nice. But basically what I felt after that, um, was very angry um and I do feel like it was a uh what's the word? Gosh, I feel like it was a reasonable anger and a, a justified anger because I had been used and I won't let anyone tell me that I wasn't used or that I was overreacting or <sighs> I'm not going to say that. But I'm going to hold my tongue for a sec. Um but because I I was, and I was, I was used, and maybe I wasn't fully used to the extent she wanted me to be used, or the full extent that she wanted me, wanted to use me, because I didn't join her thing, um, but she, she got close to me, and not super close because we didn't hang out. We didn't even hang out once, but we had been texting and, you know, in our first conversation, I'm very open about my life and my plans and my aspirations and my dreams. And I had expressed to her that I, you know, feel this calling or this desire to be a stay-at-home mom And she used that and she, I, I would say that I feel like she used my faith as well because she was like, I see God moving in you and this is so great. I know you're going to be a stay at home mom. And I won't go to the extent that she took God's name in vain while, you know, doing this. But it definitely left a bad taste in my mouth afterwards that she had talked about, um, God, while wow. also trying to get me into her business. And it was the way she went about everything. Like, oh, oh, there was, okay. The other part was I tried to get information about her business. I was like, yeah, what is it called? Um, and she told me that she was like, okay, well, my, my mentor, or I don't know what she said. She didn't say mentor, but I'm going to say mentor because I can't remember what she said. She was like, my mentor's business is called such and such associates. And it was his name and then associates at the end. She goes, mine is called, I'm not going to say her name because there's no point to you. She said her name and then she said associate. So, and I was like, okay, is there a, um, a mother business that's above you? Like what is the business, the corporate, what is that business called? What's the business you're working with? Because it's not just your name and associates, you know what I mean? um, there are, there's a business above them. And she was like, Oh, sorry, I misunderstood your question. And I was like, Oh no, 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 that's, that was after. So she, she I said, what's a business above you blah, blah whatever. I said all that stuff. And she was like, Oh, um, well, we work with like 500 different companies, Apple, Starbucks, um, REI. Like she said, she listed like 10 different company names or something like that. And I, I was just like she's fully avoiding my question because she knows what I'm asking because she she knows I had told her that I had, you know, I've done plenty of research and I'm not interested in this. And she was like, oh, what companies have you done research on? And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, like all of them, not all of them. Like I didn't say that, but in my head I'm like, I mean, what I told her was like, I mean, there's so many that I've done so much research on. I can't even like name them all, but I do know the structure and what they are and what they do and um, their model. And so I know what to look out for. And she was like, Oh yeah, that's really cool that you do research, whatever. And so when I had asked her about her, what the mother company is, she didn't tell me because she knows I've done research and I had told her I've done research and maybe I shouldn't have because I do want to know what company she's, she's under. Um, and and after she told me all these random company names that have, that are big brand names, and that's how they get you in—is they say they're associated with Apple and REI and Starbucks, and you're like, oh, okay, it's really legit. Like she was trying to legitimize the mentor she has. She's like, he's, um, he's a lawyer. He's a certified. Uh, what do you say? I can't. Was she what did she say? I can't remember. But she was like, Yeah, he's totally credible. He's great. He's amazing. He's got all these certifications. And they that's how they get people in, is they're like, this is legit. And it's like, if it's a legit business, then you can tell me who this guy is. You can tell me the business that you're under. And there wouldn't be any sketchiness or Uh, like, you becoming my friend, and then later on telling me you want me in your business, you'd be straight up about it, you know? So, I was like, oh, no, I mean, like, the business that's above you, the big corporate business, stuff like that, and she was like, oh, I must have misunderstood your question, and I was like, okay, yeah, um, she was like, oh, wait, no, she did say that after that, um, she, yeah, so she told me her business name, her mentor's business name. And then I said, oh, no, I mean the business above you. And she was like, oh, I misunderstood your question. And then she named all of the big brands. And I was like, okay, that's not even, you know, I didn't ask that. I asked the the one company that you're associated with. um, And she wasn't able to tell me. And I believe that she didn't because she knew that I had no interest and that I, I, I knew what the deal was. You know what I mean? And I don't want to sound like... I don't know. I guess... Uh, I don't know if that sounds arrogant. Being like, I knew exactly what it was. And she didn't want to tell me because I knew. Um, that's not what I, I'm meaning to sound like. But... Yeah. um, It was very... It was hurtful. If I'm going to be honest. And... I... I, I was hurt and it, it was very frustrating. Um, because if you have this, an insecurity that people don't actually care about you, um, or that your friends don't actually want to be your friends, which I have had those thoughts before in my life. Um, and then something like this happens where it's very clear that she, didn't want to be my friend, but rather wanted me to be a part of her business so she could make money off of me. Um, And it's just not up for debate. It's what happened. And that's how I feel. Um, And it's not like that's what I feel happened. It's it is what happened. And that's the result of it happening made me feel used and manipulated. And it just deepened this insecurity that people don't care about you. They care about themselves. And what she did was a selfish thing. And there's no question there. It's, it's not up for debate. Um, and it's like, you can do what you want. If you're in an MLM, I, I'm not going to stop posting about the dangers of MLMs, but I'm not targeting them at anyone. Um, and, if it bothers anyone, don't follow me, mute me. You don't have to directly involve me if you want to, you know, go for it. I don't care. It's, it's not targeted. It's, a w I I am bringing awareness to it and people may not feel that way. Um, but people that are in MLMs, I 1000% believe are victims of, um, manipulation and, I would go as far as to say abuse because it's it's using its manipulation um I mean these people are being are being told that they're going to be millionaires. You know what I mean? And of course, everyone wants to be a millionaire. Everyone wants to be successful. And it is so it's so great to have that mindset. It's so great to want to be successful and work for money. And work for, um, I don't know, just work working hard. It's what we're called to do, and it's it's a good thing to want to do. Working hard is amazing, and you should want to work hard, and you should want to be successful. I think it's great, but when you are sucked into something like that, it's just at what point are you gonna realize that your money is being taken from you, and you're not getting anything in return, and you're really it's not just that it messes with your mental health it makes I mean when you when you don't become successful you're gonna be depressed and I'm not I'm not speaking from experience but I am saying that what the stories that I have heard that are firsthand um it's sad because it's like people really take advantage of of people that want to be successful. Um, and I do believe people can be in MLMs and not disturb the peace. My mom joined an MLM one time because she wanted the discounts on crap, you know, and she wasn't selling to people. She had no, she knew it was an MLM. She, I mean, she knew it was a pyramid scheme. Um, sorry, an MLM scheme, (coughs) but she was like, um, I joined it because I straight up wanted discounts and I could give my friends discounts, but I didn't want to recruit anyone. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't interested in that. I knew exactly what this company was. And for me, I believe there are companies that have great products. And I think that some people, you know, they want to invest in those products because they're great products, but not invest in the company, like be a recruit recruit recruiter or be one of the recruited because they do know what the company structure is and, uh, what they do, but they want the product. So they buy the product from a friend that's in the company or they just buy it from the website. Um, but the problem with that is that you're still supporting the system. Um, and I, for a while I was like, well, if I like this product, I'll buy it from this person because, I do want to support them as a person, but not with the company they're in. And I realized that doing that doesn't support the person because the money isn't going to them. It's going to, you know, their recruiter and their recruiters going to their recruiter. And that person's gets going to their, you know, it's going up the line. So I don't know if you want to support someone. Or so I don't, it's really hard because people can do what they want. It's, it's your decision, what you do. And this is all my opinion. And I mean, there are definitely facts in this, but this part is my opinion where I say, if you like a product and it's an MLM, don't buy the product because you're supporting your, your money's going to the company and your money's going up the line. Your money isn't going to the, your friend that you bought it from. Maybe 1% of it is, maybe 50% of it is. I mean, 50% is a lot more than than what, you know, they're usually getting or what they are getting. But when their money is going down the drain to this company, 5000 $10,000, $20,000 worth, and they're just losing money and losing hope and, fr- frankly, losing the will to live because they're being told this lie that they're going to be millionaires and it's horrible. They're... These companies are leeching off of these poor people and these people are victims and they're just trying to get by. I mean, most of most MLM victims, um, are single moms or stay at home moms that are trying to make some extra cash because they're tight on bills and they're, they truly are just trying to make a few extra bucks. And it's so sad. And I see, see this all the time where these poor moms are like being sucked dry of the the not even the extra cash that they have because they don't have extra cash just the the little bit of cash that they can't even give but they do give because they believe they're investing in their future and they're not and they end up being short ten thousand dollars down the drain because they're being told that they'll be successful and that they can just be a stay-at-home mom working from home. And then they you know, their money is gone. And some of them don't even tell, you know, their husbands that they're doing this because it's embarrassing sometimes. I'm I'm not saying that it's embarrassing I don't know, it's it's hard because I don't want to speak for um because I've never been in this situation. I don't want to speak for them. But I've heard I've heard very many stories that people don't get out of this when they know they know down deep down that it it isn't going to happen and it's not real but they don't get out because they don't it's embarrassing because you're so invested and you know they've done everything they can. And it's embarrassing to be like, oh, I was wrong. You know, it's embarrassing to be wrong about something. And I can tell you that firsthand. Yeah, it is embarrassing to be wrong about something. I'm wrong about something every day. It's embarrassing. I feel like an idiot. Um, and that's just an insecurity that people have, which is fine. That's why we go to therapy guys. Anyway. Um, so I didn't mean to go on this whole tangent. I'm not even going to have time to talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I can talk about it for a few minutes, but I think I'm at a solid 40 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour. Okay. I'm going to stop here and just say that, um, do what you want. Be in an MLM, but know that as soon as you start hurting people, it is absolutely unacceptable. As soon as you start messaging your friends and acting like you're you're invested in their life and their work and what they're doing what they're up to and and being like how are you i miss you so much and then once they once they respond with a deep vulnerable um message and then you immediately turn around, you know, once they ask you how you're doing, you go, I'm doing great. I actually just got into this opportunity. I'd love to share it with you. That is where you start hurting people and you start manipulating people. And that's what happened to me. I was manipulated. I thought that I was making a friend. And I was excited because I was like, wow, this, this girl is so sweet. She asks the greatest, coolest questions and she's so invested in getting to know me for who I am and getting to know my family. And it's not like she met my family, but she was asking about my family. What do your parents do? You know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I was like, wow, this is such a sweet thing. I am excited to see where this friendship goes. And to feel like I was stabbed in the back when she started talking about how she didn't want to talk to me if I didn't join her business was, it is absolutely, it's unacceptable. It's not Okay. So, yeah, and just to use people, what, the the things people tell you and flip it around and be like, well, you want this, so you have to, you know, if you want this, you should do this. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom, you should join my business because this will get you where you want to be. Nothing else can get you where you want to be, you know? Um, So, it, it really is about, like, stay. If you want to do that, don't, use your friends. Don't use anyone. It's, it's not about just your friends because it it really is hurtful because it makes you, it makes you seem like, um, you don't care about people. You just care about yourself and you're, you know, whatever. But even strangers, you start roping in strangers. Are you kidding me? like you could be doing so much better. You could be making real, real friends with strangers. Anyway, I don't want to go down this huge. And when I say you, I mean, I don't know what I mean. Recruit. I'm just talking about specifically this girl <laughs> because that's what happened to me. And it sucks because there are people out there, out there. I don't like that. <laughs> sounds so, so sad. There are people out there. There are people in the world that are gonna, you know, use you and try to get stuff from you because they're selfish. And that is the moral of the story. Um, so, yeah, do what you want and don't hurt people when you do it. Um, I'm going to give myself five to ten minutes to talk about the Amber Heard and Giant Up case. There's not much I want to talk about because I wasn't fully, I didn't watch the whole thing, uh, like, religiously. <coughs> but I will tell you that um, I was very invested. I watched clips, as many clips as I could because I didn't have time to watch it every day because I was at work because I have a real job Um, but I will say justice for Johnny justice has been served Um, this poor man went through years of agony and um, people his whole career and livelihood was destroyed because a woman Spoke out about alleged abuse and it ended up not being real. And she damaged the potential stories of other women, real victims of abuse from men. But it also, you know, what I do appreciate is that it showed that women can be abusive, which we all know is a fact. But like, I feel like society really only listens to women. And so many I mean I I can't even count how many times I've heard like believe all women which is such BS it's such crap because it's just so dumb like you should not believe all women women are liars men are liars women are liars everyone's a liar but specifically believing all women women absolutely take advantage of that abusive women take advantage of that and it gets men landed in jail because we're told to believe all women. And it's so easy for a woman who abuses their partner to say that they're the one being abused. So they don't get any repercussions for their abuse that they're um, putting on someone else. Um, Anyway, this is not where I thought I was going to go with this, but it's here we are. Basically, Johnny Depp was very brave in speaking out. Um, I literally am in love with him. Deeply in love with him. Um, I don't care if he's freaking... What is he? 60? 60 something? <sighs> he's hot. Sorry. <laughs> he's a very attractive man. Um, so, sorry guys. Cringe. I just wanted to put that out there. I love him with all my heart. And he's a king. Um, very proud of him for speaking out. Um, he really had nothing to lose because he already lost everything. He already said, he said he lost everything, you know? Um, but the judge was incredible. She was extremely unbiased, which is perfect because usually you'd have a biased judge, which is obviously not what you want. But I mean, this judge was incredible and the jury was incredible. Um, Obviously, they made the right decision. Um, Johnny's um, attorneys, his whole legal team. Incredible. Just, oh my gosh, chef's kiss. Incredible. Amber Heard's team, it was really hard to watch. I feel really bad for them because their careers might be flushed out of the toilet for taking her as a client. But honestly, I do see how they would think it was a good idea. I mean, for publicity or not, Amber Heard was a woman who was speaking out against alleged abuse and alleged, um, assault. And I mean, it was a defamation case. It had nothing to do with the abuse, but it was brought up several times. But basically, um, her, I mean, it looks great. You see a a woman, a female celebrity who wants to take a man to court for defamation and of course the abuse would be brought up and was brought up and you look at that client and you say this is a golden client you're obviously going to win she's a woman women always win these cases but and defamation cases are extremely difficult to win you have to have the most amount of proof to prove that there was defamation against you and so i i can imagine that her legal team thought it was going to be an absolute breeze to win this trial um but there was no evidence um in favor of amber so <laughs> rip but i mean johnny's legal team was incredible they did an amazing job camille um vasquez incredible she did such a good job handling amber <laughs> um and ben shu Love him. He's so funny. Always coming in and clutch with the snacks for Johnny. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up Ben Chu bringing snacks to court. He brought Johnny like a ton of snacks, and it was adorable. Um, anyway, so I was following. I wasn't following in the beginning, but then I started following the case pretty closely, like a couple weeks before the end, and then um by the, by the week the last week of the trial, my coworker and I were fully invested. Um, the day that the verdict came out because it was Memorial Day weekend and Friday the, the trial ended. And then we had a three day weekend, um, which is great. Three day weekends are great, but we had to wait the whole extra day, the whole extra Monday after that, um, for the verdict which was agonizing. (laughs) Um, and this is an example of letting something fully take over your life and not fully, I wasn't like completely engrossed in this case, but it was something I was very invested in. Um, so yeah, when the verdict came out, it was on a Wednesday. My coworker actually wasn't there, but we had been so invested (laughs) and I was waiting for that verdict. Um, I was like, on it all day long and I was watching the news and like I do um cleaning house cleaning so I mean I can just listen to this all day so I had it I had a live broadcast on my phone just listening to it and they were giving updates and they were like blah, blah blah and then at some point I took a break came back to it and it was like the verdict is in and I was like oh my gosh the verdict is in and then I had to wait the whole extra hour because that's the way the judge had set it up she gets the verdict and then on the next hour she will announce the verdict in court so um 12 o'clock we get the verdict 12 o'clock and so I was on my lunch just waiting 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 and then judge comes in Johnny's legal legal team comes in. Amber Heard and her legal team come in, and she's literally judges sitting down. They're reading the. She's about to read the verdict. She goes through the papers, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, this is the moment we've all been waiting for." And then she's like, "All right, guys, um, you didn't fill this paper out. You guys have to go back and fill this out." And I was like, "No, um," and they forgot to fill in one thing. Um, and the one thing they forgot to fill in. It made it seem like Johnny had won because, um, they forgot to fill in something and people were like, oh my gosh, I feel like they only forgot to fill this in because Johnny said this one thing and so they probably didn't know, so they didn't fill it in, so Johnny probably won and I was like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And I was honestly a little bit convinced that it was either going to be, a, I was kind of convinced it was going to be a mistrial or that Amber would win it would be horrible, but I was, I think I was most thinking it was going to be a mistrial, um, Because, I mean, defamation cases, like, how do you win def... Like, it's so... It's, like, literally the hardest case to win because there's so much that goes into proving that um, there was defamation against you. Um, So, and then when this girl... Then one of the people in the court um, (coughs) start reading the verdict because the judge didn't read it. I don't know who read it, but it was someone in the courts. She started reading it, and it was like this count against. Am- or did I? don't know what it was. There's questions like, "Do you believe that?" Uh, I don't know. Was this statement deliberately a um specific to Johnny Depp? And it was like yes. And there was all these questions, and it was like answer yes, answer yes. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, he's winning as we speak. He's winning right now." And um. And it was the first time in the entire case where Amber looked very upset and very sad, like actual, like about to cry sad. And I was like, she doesn't even look like she's acting right now. This might be the first time in the whole case that she's not acting, Um, which is very incredible. So, you know, her true emotions came out, which is great. Um, I don't know. I hope that she grows from this. Hope that she changes. Um, and you know, I, I think that (gasps) (coughs) so sorry. Wow. Um, I'm just, I'm happy for Johnny and that he just gets to go back. It's, it wasn't about the money for him. It was just that he wanted to get his story out and he wanted the truth to be out because I mean, for six years, Amber was talking about how abusive he was to her. Um and it ruined his whole career. His uh, Disney dropped him from uh Pirates of the Caribbean 6. Um he lost everything. Everything. And I mean he just needed to get his story out. It didn't even matter if he won. If he hadn't won, it if Amber had won, it wouldn't have mattered because he won in the court of public opinion by far. Um, And I mean, people would be absolutely enraged if Amber won, which it wouldn't matter because uh, the verdict is the verdict, no matter what. So it's like, you can be mad all you want, but whatever the verdict is, is just what they decided. And it has nothing to do with the judge. It's all, it's all the jury. You know, you can sway the jury either way. I mean, they could have swayed the jury to believe Amber, even though there was absolutely no evidence to prove what she was saying was true, you know? And there was mountains, mountains of evidence for Johnny to, like, there was proof to back every word he was speaking on the stand. Um, and the jury, I'm, I don't know. The jury did a great job. Judge did a great job. Everyone did a great job. Um... Amber did a horrible job acting on the stand, so you know <laughs> sorry, um anyway, so I think it's great. Johnny can move on with his life. people you know they're people back, back they they have his back, you know, um, and I think there are people that believed him the whole time. I didn't really know what was going on, but i I always loved Johnny Depp, didn't know who Amber Heard was until now um she's you know. <sighs> irrelevant now as much as i didn't know her then don't i don't care to know about her career now no offense sorry that might have been a little rude but anyway i love johnny this whole time i've always loved johnny depp i mean are you kidding me every single one of his characters i was deeply in love with freaking uh jack sparrow are you kidding me the love of my life the love of my life this might sound weird Edward Scissorhands. Actually, had a crush on him as a kid. I know it's weird. It's just Johnny Depp. I'm in love with the man. I actually might be more in love with him than I am with The Rock. And doing The Rock Johnson is really is the love of my life. But you know, Johnny Depp. I think I love him more. I'm not gonna lie. Maybe it's the little ponytail. Gets me every time. Um. <laughs> anyway, um. Just, sorry, guys. Let's, don't judge me. Anyway. Um so I think that's it. I c- congratulations Johnny Depp on your amazing victory. Your well-deserved victory. Um and I f- you know, I feel bad for all that he's been through. It's really sad, but he's healing. Um as much as I guess reputation doesn't matter as much as you know society deems it to, but he does have his reputation back. Um which I'm happy for him for that, because that's great. Because if your whole career rests on the shoulders of society and public opinion, if you don't have good public opinion, you don't have a career. Um. So, I'm happy for him. I really am. Um. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really gonna wrap this up because it's been a very long. Um thank you so much for listening. I hope that you've gained insight on everything I've talked about. Um, And if not, if you hated every word I said, um, I love you. So anyway, I hope that you have a good day, a good night, a good sleep, a good week, and a good weekend. And I will see you guys later.